Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No! Somebody, me, Lee Gerstman, why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Likely to become a critical favorite anytime soon, but the group's debut album has sold half a million copies. So when Damn Yankees passed through New York City recently, opening up for another name from the past, Bad Company, we stopped by to see what, if anything, was new. And here's what we found. you get when legendary Axeman Ted Nugent joins forces with former Sticks guitarist Tommy Shaw, ex-Night Ranger bassist Jack Blades, and drummer-slash-thrasher Michael Cartolone? Damn Yankees is what you get. But just what is Damn Yankees? Did you notice he was It's good, clean fun, man. The damn Yankees are about America, about our independent attitude. We'll play rock and roll the way we damn please. After the first time these guys played together, they didn't want to cut a record. They just wanted to hit the road. But their managers pressed the issue, and the result is a gold album. We didn't want to have to go through the process of the music business, because it's such a pain in the ass. you got to go through all that to get to where we are right now, which is where we're going on the road. What you got, is what I Four members living in four different cities across the country, getting together to rehearse can be difficult. How do they manage? It's better that way because it's like, if we all hung out, it's like, yeah, we'd be ditching each other's calls and stuff. But when we say, hey, okay, for the next two weeks, we're all going to be at Nugent, we're going to be at Ted's World in Michigan. We all drop everything, we go there and we do one thing. It's like music can. In October of 89, Damn Yankees was rehearsing for their upcoming tour at Jack Blade's Northern California home when there was some seismic reaction to their music. We were playing the song Bad Reputation, and man, suddenly, like, the walls start moving, and our producer, Ron Nevis, and this guy, like, starts raising his hands, and I'm looking over at Tommy going, what? Man, you don't, you don't dig this, like, chorus or something? And man, all of a sudden, he says, stop, stop. We look around, walls are going like this, the pool is like a tidal wave, and Ted, Ted just kept soloing, he just kept playing. In the past, supergroups have tended to disintegrate from within because of ego problems. How do these guys handle it? One guy will come up with an idea, and the rest of us will... Ooh, what's he doing? You know, that's how all the rest of us will hate Tommy's ideas, and then and we'll come up with the good know, stuff, like, right? We'll Ted, I mean, Tom, come on. Yeah, I always tell Jack. I always tell Jack. The good songs on the record Jack are the ones in, that I wrote. Jack comes in with the piano and he's going, oh, piano oh, Ted. Darling, Tommy's still trying to convince I Ted to do Babe, you. but I don't think it's ever going to come down. We're just a bunch of rock and roll slammers. Just do what we got in our guts, man, in our soul, and a little south of the belt buckle, and well, we got a feel for what we do. Damn Yankees and Bad Company will be playing Cincinnati this Wednesday night. Try to catch them if you're a fan. All right, we're here. What's up, Lee? And we got a guest. Who do we have, Lee? Hey, our guest is Charles Trainer. How are you doing, Charles? Oh, pretty good, fellas. Uh, glad you guys had me on. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that you're on too. <laughs> We're having you on because we bring anybody on here, man. Don't feel too special. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, that's yeah. true, but but let's 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 wait until after the review. That way, they don't feel so bad after. Oh, they... I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, Brian. I said fuck. <laughs> Just joking. All right, man. That's a new running joke, Lee. That and Bon Jovi. Is it? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, no. Actually, is is um is that like one one of your um like other guest co-hosts brian sorry i said fuck like is that one of those weird czechoslovakian names that goes like sorry i said fuck you know i guess so man no he's you on know? uh he's on uh that metal station on wednesday nights and he's also has that damn good movie memories wherever you get your uh podcast at man check him out he he rocks that's and he's, cool he's been on this show several times we had the month of brian uh -huh. blues based episodes which was awesome go check them out in our catalog uh but today we're gonna do an album that i i've loved since it came out and let me ask you guys um charles did you get into damn yankees when it first came out well first off mark i'm gonna have to apologize in advance because how old were you when this came out? Like ninety. Uh, you were ninety years old. No, nah, <laughs> I'm saying this came out. This came out in ninety one, right? Ninety one. Uh, I was ninety. I was twenty. Oh wow! Damn. Oh. Okay. Yep. I thought for some reason I was a little older than you were, but uh, oh huh. no, I really, I really didn't get into the damn Yankees too much back then. But I was a uh, mega Guns N' Roses fan and mm. in that era you were waiting for the Use Your Illusions to come out if you're mm. going to be honest especially if you were a mega Guns fan oh yeah I was waiting and, for those two <laughs> right and the thing is is like you know this whole album there was you know it was the era of the super group kind of thing at the time you had Bad English out you had uh, some other what was the other group Mr. Big was another one Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely was aware of the singles from this album, and I actually gave it a listen, and, you know, we'll dig <laughs> into it later, I'm sure. All right. Lee, did you get uh, into this band? Um, when it first came out, I saw that it was on MTV, and just like the first time that I heard Bad English was on MTV and so yeah Charles is right this was the time of the supergroups and not that I bought any of the supergroup stuff but I heard the single or the, the singles on MTV and I still didn't buy them but I at least had knowledge of the singles and then for the longest time i never even cared to listen to the records and then after a while with youtube and record uploading and stuff i was able to hear that stuff without having to pay money for it <laughs> and i feel that that was the best way to do it but at least I got a chance to hear some stuff. And, well, okay, I'll just say it. I would have wished that we had done Bad English instead. But oh, God, doing, I like both um, of them, though. I like Bad English. Sorry. 
You like everything. I so. do not. I don't like Fairport Convention. Uh, you, you, you. Hey! <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, don't make me go there. So, so you, 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 you don't like SpaghettiOs unless they have the extra sodium. Ooh, I anyway. don't. I don't even like SpaghettiOs, dude. That's horrible shit. That's right. like dog food, man. All right. All right. Excuse me, fellas, okay. but there is definitely one thing about this album that makes me not really care for it, and we'll dig into it. I'm sure. All right. So, so far, Charles. So far, <laughs> Charles. From how you've been talking, I think I'm going to want you back on the show soon. <laughs> yeah. Do a lead. Hey, do a lead pick. I think I that you and me. I I think you and me could possibly. Nudge Mark out. And then be <laughs> How about that? Oh that boy! Cool. But Lee, then I you would have to edit and post it. <laughs> oh, okay, Mark, you're you're the finest co-host that I've ever had to deal with. All right, but this he rules, man. This this album. Hey, thanks. This album, I didn't see the MTV videos. I didn't see that. I was li listening to KLOS ninety five point five KLOS here, still going around classic rock station at this time and they were they had music news on there and they talked about oh ted nugent uh tommy shaw jack blades and some guy named michael cordelloni formed a band called damn yankees and i was like oh shit tommy shaw and jack blades because i wasn't that big a ted nugent fan back then i got into him way later but uh, when De this album came out i go fucking ted rules uh so i i just bought the album the day it came out i didn't even see any videos and i just put it in my car and i I fucking love this album. Spoiler alert. It's it it's just perfection fucking rock to me. Freaking killer. Yeah. Hey Lee, how you doing? I see you. Hi, yeah. Um <laughs> what what happened oh oh, sorry, yeah. Um the the technical difficulties, folks, it's all of a sudden <laughs> the phone just went off, so I had to rejoin the call. Oh, that's fine. So if 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 if, if you heard a little bleep, or if someone said, "Where's Lee?" Nobody said there. it. You were. I was. That, I was still oh. talking, so nothing happened. So it's seamless. Okay. Buddy. Well. Well. Okay. Well. Well. Then. Um. We're. We're the. No frills. Nope. marks and all podcasts. Dude, anyway. we're the we're the sloppiest um, podcast out there, man, and I'm proud of it because yeah. we don't try to be like perfect. You know, it's like that guitar lick that the guitarist goes. Oh, wait, I didn't want to play that, but fuck, let's keep it in. It rules. <laughs> you know, that's the best shit. If well, I had well, to make myself be perfect, I wouldn't want to do it. Hey, let Charles talk. What's up, Charles? <laughs> sorry, that's uh, I mean, all I, was, I wanted to say. I was, Go on. I'm sorry. Thinking, I was thinking something on this album. It kind of parallels with this album because it is rather slickly produced, I would say. Uh, and... It's not oh, like yeah. it's yeah. not like Def Leppard uh, hysteria produced. Uh, but they went the second second next step. And that yeah. Be another spoiler alert. Okay. All right. Album. Yeah. Well, we're doing the yeah. we're doing a debut album from Damn Yankees. It's a super group, like we already said, with uh, Tommy Shaw, Jack Blades, Ted Nugent, Michael Cavalloni, and uh, this album was certified double platinum in the U.S. and and had a top 10 hit and high enough come again and coming of age so three top 10 singles fucking pretty cool to me and all these songs are written by jack blades ted Nugent, tommy sean the drummer's just the drummer like they call him uh <laughs> well let's get into this yeah. album shall we i guess maybe i don't want to hear what you guys are saying but i guess 
I'm going to have to. <laughs> uh, um, I guess I'm going to enjoy doing this review more than I thought I would. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So let's get to you. Uh, so you don't have to give me another uh, Fairport convention. Then. <laughs> hey. There's actually um, maybe. Well, never mind. All right. So we get to the one of the singles off this album, Coming of Age. What did you think about this song, Charles? Uh as I recall, it was the first single. Uh, very much, it was in vain of what was out at the time. I think uh, forgettable. Uh, full full circle, though, it wasn't a bad song per se, but it sounds exactly like a Night Ranger type song with a different backing singer. Um, but it was definitely in vogue. It only charted at number sixty, as I could find. But to me, it's slightly forgettable. What did you think about it, Lee? It's an okay song. Not fantastic, but not bad. It's a basic rock song that doesn't stand out as being anything different from anything else at that time. It's good for a party with a bunch of people who aren't listening to the music that closely. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I remember first getting the CD, putting it in my car. This song fucking rocks. I fucking love it. I love the harmonies, dude. Nobody at that time, unless you were fucking Nelson, had these fucking Ooh. harmonies of Tommy Shaw and fucking Jack Blades. Mm. But their harmonies are way better than Nelson. And they fucking... Mark, Mark, you, brought um, Nelson. you brought up Nelson. I like Nelson. On, man. I like Nelson. Oh. I, um, I, like, I like Nelson. Uh, fucking Bushy likes Nelson. And you guys should listen um, to the... Uh, Bushy Power Hour tomorrow morning because he plays a track that nobody has by Nelson. And I'm not going to say the name because that's his job. But it's fucking awesome. I go on his show to listen to that song. I'll check it out. Yeah, man. He's fucking mm -hmm. rocks. It's close. It's on your time. I think it's uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. So uh, 10 a.m. Okay. 10 a.m. But Bushy rules. Mm -hmm. All right, man. And then, uh, well, you guys trash that song. I fucking love that song. <laughs> I think Sorry. I fucking love everything, Lee, on this album, so you're going to say that anyway. Yeah. So let's get to Bad Reputation. What would you think of this song, uh, Charles? Uh, again, it's blending in probably to the quote-unquote metal of the day to me. Tommy Shaw, I think, primarily sung this one as I heard it. It's hard to find notes for me on this album, but, uh, but Nuge's guitar kicks ass, though throughout the whole album. I, I think it was even better on this one than the previous song, and that would be a spoiler alert, too. Nanugent was on fire, I thought, on this album. But the song, to me, is like Iron Eagle-type sound or something like it being an 80s movie. But oh, Nuge, wow. But Nuge was awesome on this song, though. He was absolutely bringing it on this song. What would you think about it, uh, Lee? Well, this is better, but it pretty much isn't that great of a song either. It's fun, and I could definitely think of much worse things to hear. But so far, the album is sounding like a bunch of guys who were in other bands trying something new, but it isn't as new as they'd hoped it would be. But it's an okay song. 
Oh, dude, I fucking love this song again, man. Fucking the harmonies, the fucking Ted fucking jamming on the guitar. And nobody's talked about how great the drum sound is on this album. That was one thing Rod Nevison does. He, Even though you say it's sickly produced, uh, he gets the drums fucking up front in the mix. It fucking mm. rules. And also, before they were making this album, I heard an interview with Tommy Shaw and Jack Blade saying, Nevison heard the songs. He said, get rid of the fucking keyboards. He fucking took out the keyboards, and that fucking rules in my book because this, this is a fucking rocking album. Look, man, it's keyboards better. It's better than a lot of stuff that. It's better than a lot of shit that came out in yeah. 1991, man. This is fucking rules, dude. This the, the fucking sticks and fucking uh, Night Ranger harmonies fucking rule. I love it. I don't understand I how I people don't like been it. on the keyboards. And then I would have paid Ron Neverson a hell of a lot of money to drown everybody out. And that way, it would have been only me. Oh, you do a good job of drowning people out, Lee. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I take that well, as a good thing. I have to say, I mean, since now the cat's been left out of the bag, being that Ron Neverson produced this, I, I man, I think only David Foster's like worse in that era. Wow. Oh, Oh shit! He's a, he's really arrogant, that dude. But wow, but he is. You're you're totally you're you're totally on time there. You got to get a producer. Like, you got to get a he, producer. He claims he claims Chicago's success on his own. You know, when that day and age, and maybe he deserves that. But Nevison Ooh. made the worst. Sorry, Kiss Nerds, Kiss album I think of all time. Oh, he definitely. did some good stuff with Heart though. Some of the stuff he did with Hart was okay. Yeah, but, but Hart cool. was more Hart was more generic than this album. That was like fucking Maybe, ballad, um, ballad heavy. That, These that dreams alone. Maybe. Huh? That album, maybe, but Hart as a group, no. Dude, I love yeah, that yeah. album by Hart, but I'm just saying that album is more generic sounding than I this one. I don't love it. Yeah. Listen to Baby Lestrange. I do! I have it on vinyl, bitch. Right. <laughs> and then and then and then and then let's do a track by track um um of of baby lestrange and this album <laughs> oh my god yeah you could do that on your no, you no, do no, that no, on no, the no, do no, that sorry. on our i'm sorry i opened that can i'm just I'm no not, no uh, I, 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 I no man one. we like cans I'm open drinking, i'm drinking and so i'm i'm, I'm running at the mouth so i'm sorry <laughs> If I sound no like problem. a motor mouth, Charles. <laughs> well, that's fine. Lee, Lee is going to do that's that. what happens. Lee is going to do that track-by-track track album comparison between Babylon Strange and Damn Yankees on our YouTube channel uh, soon, right, Lee? That would be cool. You should do that on our YouTube channel, man. We're getting traction I, on there. I, I, I'd like to do it. You should. I want it up, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I might have to I might have to um just listen again to both just to you know reacquaint myself just a little bit but but yeah we yeah. should do it yeah and i Thank also you. like passion works that's a great album too uh by who by heart I, I i haven't heard of that but but they did one album you haven't heard the song how can i refuse i i don't know but but there's uh. one album that they did with the song a cover version of 500 miles yeah and it's fucking great dude there's not a and, bad and, and there's I not a bad what, what, there's not a bad hard album out anything they do, yes I like. there is yes there is <laughs> when nancy wilson sings lead <laughs> oh 
you only talk about the vocals and the words. You don't know anything about music. I like groove. I like Whoa. the groove. This album has a groove. That's why I love it. Let's get to the next yeah. song, shall we? Runaway. It doesn't have a groove, but anyway, go on. Runaway. What would you think about this song, uh, Charles? <laughs> uh, is that Cinderella in the beginning? Oh, my God. There's a little slate, slide thing going on. Wow. It's definitely in vogue. Um, but that riff, the riff is phenomenal, I think. And... Yeah, I'm not a trained musician, but I, I don't know. That riff sounds <laughs> challenging to me. Um, but, you know, again, it's like very stock to me. It's a very stock type song. Yeah. At the time. Again, Nevison, alert on this one. You got overly processed gang vocals. Um, but Tommy Shaw does sing it okay. I think, and it's got, of course, a killer solo on it. And all I can say about this album going forward is more Nugent, please. Hmm. <laughs> what do you, yeah. you think about it, Lee? Well, the words are cliche and irritating, meaning like, little girl, she's lost and she wants to go into the world and now she's finding herself. There's so many songs like that. And they're written because they want to get the popular attention of the little girls who are thinking, oh, they're talking about me. And it's all just Hallmark card stock and trade lyrics. But otherwise, well, well, there's nothing original there with the lyrics, but the music is somewhat interesting. But I don't like the chorus. So far, this album is like an hors d'oeuvre spread at a hotel and all the food is bland oh boy oh god oh you know what i'll give you guys that on the lyrics they are cliche there are like but nobody sings them like fucking tommy shaw my god his voice is like fucking ear candy him and fucking robin zander could sing me fucking the worst song ever and i'd fucking love it probably their voices are just fucking butter uh Fucking, this song rules, and the chorus, I like the fucking bringing up. It's like the Twilight Zone. You gotta run, run. Yes, the lyrics are fucking cliche, but the way they blend and the, the harmonies and that fucking riff by Nugent going and it fucking through the whole song. This guy is tearing it up, man. This fucking album rules so far. So then we get to high enough, the huge number one single on this album, which, uh, like it or not, Fucking Charles picked this as his song to play. So here's oh. here's high enough on the Freeform Rock Podcast. It's a shame I've got to live without you anymore There's a fire in my heart A pounding in my brain is driving me crazy We don't need to talk about it anymore Yesterday is just a memory And we close the door 
Okay, Charles, why did you pick high enough? Well, you know, first of all, 
want to cut back maybe picking on the album all right i don't judge anybody for anything they like or dislike like right uh, on, brother. Like i don't i don't I'm a, I'm a kid I, yeah i'm a kiss kiss nut well i mean that speaks for itself i mean it that brings you down a peg when you love kiss i mean this is a beautiful song by mm. the way the problem i have with it though is that at the time i was still in the you know i was into guns and roses pining for that use your illusions and my mother actually had this as a cassette single and god rest your soul but when you i was finally at the age where your mom likes this song i just can't like it but it is what it is it's probably truly the best pure song on the album uh when i was re i read a little bit into the song jack blades said he and thomas shaw wrote that really rather quickly somewhere in Manhattan or something, and then they expected Ted to poo-poo the song, but he actually got kind of fired up for it. That solo, solo on the solo, dude. Right. Oh my God. And then I remember the video, and, and the end was Nugent, like, dressed like a preacher or something. It was, it's a good song, but it's still stock to that day and age. It is what it is, but it's still a pretty cool song, I think. What did you think about it, Lee? Um, I, I, I want to apologize if I hurt anybody's feelings, but this is what I wrote. Crap song. One of those stupid ballads I knew would be on here, and I was hoping I wouldn't run into it. It's the first song I ever heard from Damn Yankees, and it's probably why I never bought it. Yeah, but the thing is, dude, this is the only ballad on a song that has t album that has 10 songs on it. I would expect Tommy and, Sean. Uh, and, and, and except for most of them... Spoiler alert, there's a couple of things that I do like. But regardless, it's still it's still If both of you don't like this one song If both of you don't like this one song, I'm gonna fucking go whatever. Uh but high enough, man. Why don't you just say whatever now and this song, get it out of the way? No, I'm saying well he talked about like he was at that age where his mom would play something and he wouldn't like it because his mom liked it. Well, I'm the opposite with that. My mom is the one who got me into fucking Ted Aerosmith, Foreigner, Arius. Uh, well, I got her an Arius Speedwagon. Fucking, like, great music and the fucking 60s doo-wop, the girl groups. She got me on all of that. She took me to my first concert, the Arius Speedwagon, High Infidelity. Like, I love my mom. I miss her. She passed in 2004. Um, and, uh, well, I, hold on. All right. This is our Christmas uh, ep episode. I forgot sorry. to say that. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas, people out there. From Merry us, Christmas, happy people. Happy holidays. I hope that you think that this is a good present for you. But my mom got me into everything. Without her, I wouldn't have had my love for music. So I thank her for that. And she loved this album too. <laughs> and fucking high enough. It's a fucking um, great right. fucking song. Fucking the harmonies, the vocals. And that solo by Ted has so much soul in it. It's oozing from your fucking TV watching the video. It's a fucking great fucking ballad. One of the best of the era. I put it up there with fucking um, More Than Words by fucking Extreme and fucking Mr. Big to be with you. Fucking this song is a hundred times better than both those songs at that era. I love this song. I, oh, and, I, and Mark, I actually... Oh. Totally um, agree, dude. Everything's relevant to the, like, I was 16 when this came out. So, you know, you're, like, getting Randy getting ready to drive a good time, sports, whatever. So that's why, that's the way I look at it. 
that song. I hear you though, man. I have definitely I have songs to, in my Rolodex with my mom. So. I have to tell you, now that you mention it, even though I am not a fan of more than words, I like it better than this song. And I like to be with you because you know that I like Eric Martin. I know you okay? do. I know you so, do. So that's all I want to say. Uh, Paul Gilbert and fucking Richie Kotz and Billy. that band were amazing. And Billy Sheehan. Billy God. Sheehan is a great bass player. Yeah, everybody Absolutely. remembers fucking Mr. Big to be with you. But if you listen to the rest of that album, you got a little too loose, bluesy fucking jam. You got fucking like some hard rock fucking great jamming. Your mother, your daddy, your brother, and your little girl. Fucking electric drill solos from bass and guitar, which Eddie stole from them. Yeah. Uh, they fucking rule, dude. But enough of them. We're talking about Damn Yankees. Yeah. Let's get to the next tra track, the title track called Damn Yankees. What'd you think about that one, Charles? I've never been a fan of bands that write a song named after themselves. Even Bad Company? And No, I, I never really liked that song. <laughs> oh, it's okay. God. It's okay. That song rules. All right. Big Country? I mean, for oh. example... I hate Big uh, Country, dude. I agree with you on Big Country. That group fucking sucked when it came out. I hated that shit. And I like Canadian awesome. bands. My favorite band not, is Canadian. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of that kind of song. But Nevison again kind of screwed this song up. I thought it had a pretty cool riff. Um, but overall, I just I kind of find it forgettable, and it blends in with a lot of the, the music of the age. What did you think about it, Lee? Whoa, damn Yankees. What a stupid attempt at an anthem. Even though there's guitar effects, it doesn't really sound heavy. It sounds like a corporate rock band playing typical sing-along rock with some guitar feedback, so the yuppies think they're listening to heavy metal. It's an album that so far isn't getting any better. Dude, seriously, this fucking song rocks. Fuck, I, I like it when they fucking get that little fucking little fucking dude. This fucking it's a fucking sing along chorus. That's what don't you want music to fucking make you feel happy? Don't you want music? Why why do we don't all need to listen to Nirvana or Alice in Chains all the time, man? Or The Cure I, I or The like Smiths? I or, like the cure. Or the Smiths. The Smiths are we don't cool. need we don't need to be like depressed it. all the time. Why don't why can't we have a fucking anthem like this that fucking makes you sing I'd and be happy? I'd rather be happy at give me it than on anything off of here. Dang it, Mark and Lee! Now you brought it out to me. This <laughs> kind of this kind of album to me led into Nirvana. Um, you know what led in, in? You know what led into Nirvana? Because this wasn't metal. This was just rock, dude. A rash led into Nirvana. what led what someone led what led into Nirvana? And a rash, and someone scraped the rash off, and it became a rock band, and it became Nirvana. Was all the groups like Britney Fox copy like the fucking poor man Cinderella? Fucking dude, all those fucking newer bands that came out that fucking just. It watered the shit down. That's what happened. And people were tired of the watered down shit. So we got Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I love all that shit, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When this shit happened with Grunge came out, I didn't even know what was happening. Because I was buying Warrant Dog Eat Dog. Fucking, I was buying fucking Nirvana. I was buying Pearl Jam. I was buying all the metal albums that are coming out. 
I Temple had... of the Dog is good. Temple That's of the Dog Alice. rules, dude. Alice and Chains was my favorite band of that era. Way more Nirvana. Well, my favorite... more metal influence. Yeah, so. I agree with you, but my favorite band of that time is still Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Those are my Hi, there's for Porno for Pyros to both of them. I like Porno for Pyros too, and I like Jane's Addiction, bitch, so fuck you. Okay. I love Candlebox. You, you they like, weren't fucking grunge. Oh, they were rock. I don't. I, I I still keep forgetting every one of their songs, so I can't. Have you Have you ever heard Kevin Martin sing? That dude fucking voice is fucking amazing. He could fucking rock, oh, and then he could go fucking low. That guy has so much range. He's the Robin Zander of our time. He fucking rules. Candlebox. Uh, I have to look deeper into that one because I, I wasn't that floored by them. Dude, dude listen, but, listen to the deep tracks, not the singles, like Rain. Listen to Rain off the first album. That song fucking so bluesy as fuck. Charles, I think that I am going to be um, a better bet as far as um, telling you about really good music than, than Mark is. Well, I want you to go listen, oh, yeah. I want you to, though, go listen to... You might be technically younger than him. I think that you're older in in intelligence. Oh my oh god! My well, Woo! Easy, but you know, not not necessarily. It's just it, okay. It's an art form, bro. So we all like what we like. You know? It's also yeah, like it's, but I mean, it's I, like I, I'm still a, a sub, I'm, I'm 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 still a prissy bitch who still thinks that my shit don't stink. That that my shit don't stink to myself, and I like to keep talking about my shit. Oh, I hear you. Ew. But Damn Yankees is a fucking great <laughs> fucking rocker, man. I love this track. And I love Backup and his fucking title track. But back up. You can, you can um, um, tweet the members of the group and and they'll say thank you for your review. And I had tickets for Counterbox and they canceled because of COVID. I was so depressed because I've been wanting to see that band. Kevin Martin. I uh, even have I even have his solo oh. album called Kevin Martin and the High Watts. And he also oh. has he also has an album with a band called The Gracious Few, where he where it's him and it's Counterbox and Live mixed together. Fucking great. Oh. Fucking really good. You look for all that kind of mediocre stuff in every single one of their. Dude, I love you. Kevin Martin's voice. Dude, that guy you, fucking rules. He has so much a range. Level of mediocrity that that you just dive into, like like Stouffer's macaroni and cheese. Hey, what's wrong with Stouffer's macaroni and cheese? If you cook it in the oven, I it's fucking fire. Like it, but I mean, but 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 but, but don't microwave I that shit. To make a point. Maybe <laughs> maybe I screwed up there. Okay, I made a bad. Well, don't microwave it. Just cook it in the oven. Wait. Be patient. That's It'll taste what better. I do. Me too. All right, let's get to the next right track. On. Come again, we're which both is both brothers, and I am so happy that we're both agreeing on everything here, man. You're you're a great guy. All right, well, let's get to the next song, Mystified, which you picked, Lee. Right? That's your track, right? Yep. So here's yep. Mystified on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Number one, and I'm in love 
I was mystified. Why'd you pick this song, Lee? That's a pretty good song. It's the first song that didn't sound overproduced or an imitation. At least they have one good song. What'd you think about it, Charles? Once again, I thought a little more Cinderella slide work in it. Um, <laughs> but that's a great riff, I think, in that song. Nice little riff. Um, and it's actually okay type song i don't mind it it was okay well cool. i i fucking love the fucking slide riff in the beginning i love tommy shaw's voice in there and i love it when the drums fucking just oh. come in hard and fucking that little thing where he just goes i don't mind pushing that broom oh, baby oh. as long as i'm coming back towards you and then fucking the song just jams this is a fucking song you need to put in your car and get a fucking speeding ticket to this song rules great pick lee and then we get to right one, on. one of my favorites off this album. Probably you guys don't fucking like it. Uh, Rock City, what did you think about this one, uh, Charles? Is it possible that this song was inspired by... Did you guys ever see the signs along the freeway back in the day? And they'd, they'd be like, see Rock City. <laughs> yeah. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. Possibly. I think so, because... And maybe it was inspired by the guys in the groups, you know, traveling across the country. But uh, it's yeah. just like a bad version of You Can Still Rock in America to me. Oh, my God. Huh. Um, 
<laughs> but Nuge, but oh, but again, Mark Nuge, he's bringing it, man. What about he's fucking Jack Jack Blade's voice? It's fucking amazing. Nobody's it's, talking about it's Jack. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It was all right. This album is yeah. this album is kicking you in the ass. It's fucking hard, fucking know, rock. Man. It ain't fucking uh, fucking. It ain't fucking fucking Nelson. It ain't fucking Poison. This is true. Fuck, this is fucking hard, fucking rock. This is harder than you. This is harder than sticks. This is not as hard as well, some Night Ranger, you, but it's hard. But but let me say people. Let me say again, real quick. Sorry, Leonel. Go, go, go on, go on, go on. It's the production, man. It's just so not it's so homogenized sounding to me. And yeah. But it, it probably could be a decent song. I just didn't like the production on it. Alright. So what'd you think about it? Lee? Mark, I was just gonna say the reason why people are going to be clamoring to listen to this episode is to hear about how dopey your opinions are. Oh they're fuck. gonna laugh at them. You know what, Lee? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I you know like what, what I like. You know what? I'm drunk, so I don't care what I'm saying, and I hope you don't hate me afterwards. Dude, I love your honesty. <laughs> I don't Thank you. I don't want to I mean um, Remember remember when I did a podcast with Terrence Reardon? That guy agreed with me on everything and then later he said I hated that shit. I just wanted to be nice to you and I go, dude, that sucks. No wonder I quit your fucking podcast. You know what? You're here, here. Good job, sir. Even though I don't agree with your opinions mostly here, I I do at least find you entertaining. You have a good voice and you have a good way of being able to keep people listening even if your opinions are wrong. (laughs) But anyway, um Thank you. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um and Charles if, if this is your first time ever doing a podcast, you are on your way to really good podcasting because you've, you've got it on. That's all I want to tell you. Hey, thank you, Lee. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed it so far. I, I, really, I really think you're good. Anyway, Rock City, it starts with the riff from just what the doctor ordered, and it adds a bunch of stuff from other songs also. And they play it well, but I don't especially love it. I think it's mediocre, another stupid attempt at an anthem. Well, dude, I disagree with both you fuckers. Uh, this Hell song on. rules, hey. and Lee, if I can, he gives a shout out to your fucking hero. He goes, sidewalks moving the palm tree sway, the switchblade girls light them up in LA. Everybody's come from somewhere, baby, where the guitar sounds just like... Jimmy Page! Yeah! This song fucking rules. Listen how how those lyrics flowed. Fucking the way Jack sings it. It's fucking amazing. Let me ask you a a question for real. Yeah. Alright? You're like into Van Hagar, right? Oh, I like both Van Halen's. Okay. Alright. That pretty much covers that one, but... (laughs) Again, when I say whatever, I mean, you know, come on, it's about David Lee Roth, that's it. But when I say that stuff, again, art, music is an art, and it's subjective. Oh, I so, understand. I like people disagree, you know it's fun. Like, right, now, damn Yankees, are we ever going to do the, the follow-up album? 
I really doubt it because maybe I love that um, album too. To it. I love that album. I have, to, I well, have Mark, to tell you, fucking, if you I like Ted Nugent, you, you need to listen to Uprising I off that album. Yeah, you need to check it out. I started to listen to the second album a little tiny bit because I wanted to see how it would compare to this, just so that I would be able to give some kind of opinion about whether or not this album was better or that one. Like if the first album was them finding their way and the second album was them polishing their sound. And I found that I couldn't even finish listening to one song. I found that um, the only reason why I was able to listen to this album was because I had to for the review. But I mean, otherwise, this, except for a couple of songs, I found that this album is is one of the most um, bland, regular, unoriginal, flat albums that we've done so far. Let it's me- not bad, Yikes. but it's just not... It's just not good. He That's liked, all I want to say. He liked Bon Jovi these days better than this album. Just letting you guys That's know. That's actually better, and I, I <laughs> fuck you for saying it. <laughs> oh, man, I had to get that in. Because I like this album better than these days, even though I do like these days. Oh, you fucker. I, 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 I want to almost... I'm, I don't I'm like Bon Jovi. But, but, but I... I'm almost ready to fucking get really angry at you because I want to say fuck you, Mark Bon Jovi's better than this group, and, I, and, 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 and a part of me, a part of me is thinking if I do that, it's like I'm saying fuck you. I like that dick better than I like that vagina, and that's not gonna be something that I will ever say. But oh I mean, my god. Okay. Man, this, Sorry, episode, but, this episode is gold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's not. It's gold yeah, kinda, shit. Kinda it's lost gold right poopy now, shit. What are, we, what are we saying here, Lee? Yeah, you lost me a little there, buddy. <laughs> he likes uh, Bon Jovi no, no. better than Damn Yankees. That's, bon that's Jovi, all no. I meant to say. Bon but no. that one song only. No, I mean that one album. Oh, okay. I didn't like the whole album. I liked... Some you song. like most of the album. That's why Doctor Fuck. Up! That's why Doctor Fuck teases you. <laughs> Shut up! I yeah. like some. I like some. I wouldn't be teasing you about it if I didn't. If he didn't like ninety five percent of that album, Lee. <laughs> yeah, you fucking asshole. All right. Each their own. Let's get to the next track. Tell, tell me how you want it, which Lee picked. So here's tell me how you want it yeah. on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was tell me how how you, how you want it. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? It's the closest thing to the next song that's good on here. They play with a little more authenticity, and at least sounds like a good deep cut. It's a decent song, and I do like it. So, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so what did you think about it, Charles? Uh, I thought Tommy would sound a little bit working, uh, the working man, renegade-type vocals sound on this song. Um, it's pretty cool. But let's go back to that previous thing. And again, yeah, with the uh, previous, the next album, nobody knows it because 1992 was Nirvana. And I'm telling mm. you, the sound of this music definitely made Kurt Cobain happy. I promise you. But I did not hate the song, by the way. Oh, it made his, cool. he, made, he made his idiot wife happy, too. <laughs> and even though we forgot about it, um, there was a song called Come Again, but we don't have to talk about oh, it. Oh, shit. Come to. Again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I'm more important. To... All right. Well, I mean, I mean I'm, 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 I'm more attentive about the sound than you are, and I'm the one who doesn't love it. Well, it's because I'm drunk. I drank some whiskey. All right. So hey, come come hey, again. Let's let's reason. Everything's let's, cool. Let's get to the best song on the album. Come again. What'd you think no, about it, Charles? It's not the best song. Um acoustic ballad yet again, you know, but I guess it wasn't one because it morphed into some kind of hard chorus or something. It, it it's okay, but it was just stock. Again, you know, a lot of bands were doing these types of songs. And I'm sorry, but I just prefer like the Sticks and Night Ranger over this group together. But Nugent was, he's the best guy in the band, I think. What'd you think about it, Lee? This is almost really good. At least it's the best guitar solo so far. But the song itself is only okay. It's not a great song and not something I'd go back to again. Well, come again, man. Um, this made me come because the song rules. I fucking love it, dude. I love the acoustic. I like it when it just fucking Ted rips into that fucking solo and the drums come in. Fuck, this album gets fucking... It changes direction on this song. You think it's going to be a fucking slow ballad? And all of a sudden, if fucking Tommy Shaw comes, Ever since I met you, girl. He does that high note. And it fucking gets into that some stranglehold lyrics oh. lyrics in here. Fucking lay you down, strip you down, make love to you till the morning comes around. This fucking song rules. Fucking love it. And then we get to the last track off the album. Well, did I say how tell me how you want it went? It's a great song. I love it. No. And uh fucking it rules. Now we get to Pile Driver, which you picked, Charles. See, we're sloppy, man. We went from fucking down and back up because I forgot about come again. Fucking drinking doing a podcast sometimes not sometimes does not work. But uh, it's the only time I get to drink though. <laughs> I'm joking. Alright, so we get the pile driver which you picked, uh, Charles. So here's Pile Driver on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Nice lick.
Tuesday in the morning hour, a little girl comes up next to me and says, Mr. Nugent, do you think my skirt is short enough? I said, baby, you want to be alive? You got to pile jobs. <laughs> That was Pile Driver. Why'd you pick this track, Charles? Uh, I I don't know why. I just figured, without being that familiar with this record, uh, Nugent was prominent on this song. Of course, he sings it, and I wish the rest of the album would have just been this. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Um, even with the, I don't mind the Jack and Tommy backing part. And they have to say the cuss word and all that because, you know, that was kind of in vogue at the time. Whatever. I'm not, I don't get stuck on that kind of thing. But the song just rules. I mean, period. I mean, even Nevison really didn't hold this one back. But I, I still wish it had somebody else produce this. But it, it's by far the best song on the album. What'd you think about it, Lee? That was a good tune. It sounded more like Ted Nugent's solo than the damn Yankees, so maybe that's why I like it. At least the last song is good. It fools people into thinking they listen to an album with all the songs being good, but I know better. Mr. Nugent, do you think my skirt is showed? Come on, lady, you want to be alive? You got to learn how to pile drive. Fucking, and that solo right after that. Oh my god, this song is fucking amazing. It's like Uprising on the second album where fucking Ted just gets his one song. Fuck, I wish he would have had two or three songs on this album. I'm not gonna lie. Ted fucking rules, and this is why I got into Ted with this album. And I saw them open up for Bad Company twice, and they were amazing live. Fucking, I just loved it when Tommy Shaw got the acoustic guitar and started said, Babe, I'm leaving. Fucking Ted came up on the side of him, looked at him weird, and it grabbed oh. his acoustic guitar and yelled, I hate that fucking song! I told you never to play it, Tommy! 
<laughs> I was like, yeah! That fucking hurt Dennis DeYoung's feelings, but fuck, that song, this song rules. <laughs> I, only saw, I only saw Nugent on his own, and he opened up for Kiss. You know? Nice. But he, yeah. he's cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Dude, they had to... Tr- yeah. in the, that was during the, uh, what, the war? He got his bow and arrow and shot at him, saying, this is for America, motherfucker. Like <laughs> yeah. shot, shot him in the fucking uh, chest. It was fucking awesome. And then at the end, he just won't leave stage. He gets on the floor and starts going crazy on the guitar. And then, your, all, then all three of the members come out and drag him stance? off the stage. Huh? What's your guys' stance yeah. on the song White Buffalo? I like um, that song. It's not my very favorite, but I do like the guitar work. But, yeah. but I prefer a song like Migration or I I like stuff like I've Got the Feeling and I like stuff like Weekend Warriors and I like stuff like Death by Misadventure. Those are more the so- the type of songs that I like from Ted. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking his live album rules. <laughs> Double yeah. Live Gonzo. Yeah. God, and I... I... I used to play it in school. Um, in ceramics class, they had a cassette player, and I would play it, and then people would shake their heads saying, Lee's music is primitive. But but they said it in a funny way, but it was like, oh, we, we like jazz rock, which I do like, but, but they were like into yucky crap. But, but anyway, I, I would go in there and, and, and then when they did like uh, the song Mortis Sydney Badness, I mean Madness, he goes, Can I hear you? Come on! And then and I would just, just shake my head and then just act like I was like Ted going, Can you hear me? Come on! And people would look at me like, Oh boy, this guy is on one of his trips again. But but I, I, I was like that, man. I, I, I didn't care. Yeah, we need to do Cat well, Scratch Fever, man. I got yeah, a definite favorite. That's the first album but that I, I heard from him, man. Um, nice. I, I'll, I do that out nice. for you. Mine was Double Gonzo, and like my favorite is the Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. Yeah, I, oh, think yeah. Every, I think that's I think that's every male's favorite song by him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Driver kind of harkens to it a little bit. Oh God, dude. I just like it when it's he great. goes, baby, you want to be alive? You got to learn how to power drive. And he goes in that solo. Green! It's like, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Fucking his with, attitude with, rules. With the Wayne Dang songs, like, we got to do two. We got to do two. We got to do the... And then he goes into this really intense thing that I think is really great. Dude, and this yep. man has never drank or taken drugs. He's just fucking high on life. I was just getting ready to say that. I was just getting ready to say that. God. He and be- you know the thing is... The number one thing about I do love about Nugent is, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything he's about, but he doesn't back off what he believes. Like yeah. nobody. Yeah, I he that, he man. should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but his politics keep him out. That's my my opinion. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, saying, probably. dude. He's a he can't deny that this guy could play guitar. You can't deny. You know, he does yeah. write some crappy shit now. I've heard some of the shit. Pretty crappy. Uh, <laughs> I I do agree with you there, believe it or not. God, I think he's just fucking on. Uh, what do you call? He's kind of getting dementia. Where he love my barbecue or something? He, he put out. I don't know. 
I was like, damn, Joe Walsh does that better with a fucking ordinary average man, <laughs> you know. Uh, he's a legend of uh, Detroit, though, you know, yeah. not seen. And and uh, I actually, from outside of the Cleveland area, and that's another, like, kind of legendary rock city. But I don't know, man. Nugent, uh, he's cool. Like I said, it's just that he doesn't back away from what he believes. Um, I've always respected that about that guy. Yeah, man, he he's he's freaking he's a fighter, man. He rules, and um, there's I'm I'm a I'm a fucking on his side on a lot of things, but a lot of stuff I'm just thinking, what the fuck did you just say? That's fucking QAnon shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I I, um, I try not to listen to that shit anymore. I just want to listen to him play. <laughs> That's all um, I care about. Um, I I have to actually use the, you know what, for a moment. So um, if you can pause it just for a moment, I'll. I'll be back in about like three minutes. We, you, you can still stay on. Okay. I paused I mean, He's back from the boudoir, from the bathroom or whatever you call it. Did you fucking wipe your uh, ass good, really good? Doesn't stink? I <laughs> I did what I did. All right, man. So let's get to the end of this episode. We get to our tracks of the week. And uh, you picked uh, uh, fucking Charles. You picked the Go-Go's Head Over Heels, which I like. <laughs> that was fucking a good track, dude. I love the Go-Go's. Uh, they shouldn't have gotten the Hall of Fame before Priest or Maiden, but I love the Go-Go's. Um, I think that they should have gone into the Hall of well, Fame before them. No. Fellas, that's, that's, yes. fellas, that, that's the ironic part of this song. Like, Again, I'm from that Cleveland area, and not directly from Cleveland, but about an hour away. And that museum really meant a lot to that city because, man... They've had it rough for quite a long time. But I hate how they select the people to go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, it's just stupid. Uh, and being that the Go-Go's were what? The first all-female conceived man by themselves. Played all their instruments. The Runaways weren't? The I thought the Runaways before the Go-Go's. Kim Fowley. Kim Fowley. Yeah. Kim Fowley put that man well, together. I, I would say that probably the Go-Go's were probably the first popular yeah probably no not the first female band it's that but 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 but, but the, the first that people manager. like yeah right oh, okay they, oh yeah they didn't even have a male manager they had a cool. female manager and i kind of do think it was long overdue for them to get in the rock and roll hall thing like way long in considering what but they were a blip in the radar. They were, it seemed like they were here today, gone tomorrow. But I recently saw a documentary about them, and it was great. And I this saw song that too. Kinda, yeah, oh, and yeah. Kinda, this song kind of stood out for me because I was definitely more familiar with the "We Got the Beat" and all that stuff. And somehow this song went over my head at the time, and I yeah. just love it. That's um, a great song, man. The, the, I, the piano's um, cool. Everything's yeah. pretty. It's just, and, and hey, you don't hear Nirvana in damn Yankees, but I might hear a little of that in them from these guys. They, mean, started out, they started out as a punk band and morphed into this. Yeah. It's a great song, I think. And and, and Charlotte Cappy um, on the keyboard, she's really cute as you know what. She I was like, my favorite member. Jane Wheatland was mine. 
Mine well, was well, Bel- mine was Belinda Jane, Carlisle. Oh, I love Belinda Jane too. Jane was cool. I love, but yeah. uh, I, I think I Jane Wheatland. Belinda. We saw that documentary. Belinda Jane Wheatland was more outspoken of any of those members besides Belinda the drummer. Belinda was was. I, I think that Belinda got better looking um, when she lost the weight and had the longer hair. But oh, I, I mean, she I, was. I thought she, she was cute. cool. Yeah, she would have been cute with that weight with the longer hair. I don't like short hair. She looked like a punk. <laughs> I didn't like it. But uh, did yeah. we? Did we? But get... I mean, oh, 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 but before I, but before you go on, I want to say, um, I got the Go Go's album talk show. Yep. That had that song on it, but I asked my mom, "Hey, mom, can you buy it for me? Because I'm afraid to go in to get it because it's a all female group." And and I um, will be kind of embarrassed if I walk out with it. That was how I thought. Later, uh, I didn't care. But I mean, so she came out with it, but she didn't even have it in a bag. She just held it in her hand. But I think that the reason why she did that, because she thought this was her chance to look cool. Like, hey, I'm buying a album by the Go-Go's. And I think what I said was, Mom... I would have wanted you to put in a bag because, you know, I was embarrassed. And I think she said something like, well, why be embarrassed? You know, but anyway, it's all good, though. And then we get to my track of the week, which was a a band called Wild Ride, our brother Mick Watkins band. If you don't know who he is, go check out the RMCP page. Uh, Mick Watkins, yeah. uh, Wild Ride, his band, and their song Gasoline oh, wow. Alley. I just bought their EP off iTunes, and I'm going to buy their CD That's when they cool. get a physical copy out to you. But uh, Mick Watkins, shout out to you, brother. Uh, listen to Wild Ride. Check out their YouTube videos. They're a really good band. If I can a mix between like Motley Crue, if I can old Motley Crue, not newer Motley Crue. Motley Crue and fucking Accept to me. I think they rule. Fucking great band. And then we get to... Fellow cat lover, too, by the way. Yeah, uh, Mick Watkins, you rule, brother. And then uh, then we get to your tr- uh, track, a uh, band called Dove's Words. And this was a cool track, Lee. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. That that's a, that, that, that that was a cool tune. Yeah, it was really good. Then we get to your track, yeah. Lee, uh, They yeah. Don't Matter. Which, uh, dude, yeah. this is a song with a message. You're telling people not to listen to other people because they don't matter. That fucking rule, dude. I even posted it on our fucking Thank podcast you. page because I liked it. And I even put, this is a song with a message. You know, your lyrics are really good in this track, Lee. Hey, I, well, I'm a good lyricist when I try to be, and I didn't um, not try to be here. So thank you. Uh, so remind me of Russia's subdivisions. You don't need to fit in. I like this. Wow! Hey, I'm 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 gonna listen to both subdivisions, and then my track as comparison, because I believe it or not, I respect your opinion when it comes to my music. All right, uh, we want to thank uh, Charles for being on the show. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you for one. being the the one good guest on here. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. And let me let me have real quick. Let me pay this back to Lee. Hey man, just keep making them songs, buddy. Just do your thing. Hey man, thank I love you. It, by the way, that was a pretty cool song, and uh, thank you so much. It's, it's been a real pleasure to be on the show with you guys. Right so, on. Thank you, man. You'll be back, man. You and uh, Tim Wisniak and uh, Eric RMCP Jordan, you know, and Edwin Castracci. 
I think our uh, Dr. Fuck, when he's going to be back one day, I think. Uh, he even watched our YouTube videos and he could he was watching them in bewilderment. And he called you, Lee, and said, I'm watching, I'm binging YouTube. He's yeah, going, and, and you, 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 you're the kind of trivial guy who has to mention all that stuff. Why don't you mention your uncle who gave you a pizza? And why don't you mention your aunt who clipped your cat's toenails? Well, I was happy Dr. Fuck was was uh, pimping us, you know, even though it was a kind I of... I know, I'm, I'm, I'm just being a bitch, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to tell you that you don't have to explain every little thing, but you can explain every little thing, and I'm sorry that I said anything, and, and, and you can talk however you want. Well, I'm just happy we got 113 subscribers on there now, and we could go live anytime we, the fuck we want now. <laughs> so that's fucking cool. So... That's goody gumdrops, I guess. Yeah, and you need to get on there and do your track-by-track track, Bebelous Strange Damn Yankees comparison. You mean you're not going to be on it? Well, I don't have to. I oh, could be on it. Shit. I could be on it. I thought you would that do it. That was so. the whole fucking point. Okay, I'll, I'll be on it. Then I got to listen to fucking Bebelous Strange again. I have it. That's the it. whole... Okay, we'll do that in a couple weeks because I got to take notes for that. Either that or I'll... Or I'll do it on my own, and I'll do a whole bunch of other shit that you won't want reviews <laughs> of, but I'll still put it up there. All right, man. We want to thank you again, Charles. Do you have anything to promote? Do you have pages or groups you want to promote? No, no, no anything? Not, not at this time. I'm just uh, looking into the future. So that's about it. This that's time. cool. All right, man. So that that's it, Lee. You need to say goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother and sister, and all the rest of you out there.
there, Missy. Do you wanna play? Wanna do kissy kissy? Is that your way? I thought that you would be okay. just listen to the freeform rock podcast all music played on the freeform rock podcast belongs to its owner if you like it go out and buy it get your music on amazon itunes or at your local record store support what you love support the artist by seeing them live purchase their music the freeform rock podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play 
Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.